Hey everyone, welcome to the Made It in Music podcast. I'm Riley Taylor, our community manager here at Full Circle Music, and I'm so excited for you to hear this upcoming episode because today I sat down with Seth Mosley to discuss demo production for dummies. This was recorded along with our live online audience from our Song Chasers community. You can learn more about Song Chasers at joinsongchasers.com. For now, let's dive into the episode. Um, let's open up to, uh, it's like Ayers got her hand raised. Yeah, thank you, Seth. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I told y'all a couple of weeks ago that I did this demo. I was in the mountains. And what I did is I just took this song that I had on my phone and I asked these ladies I was with if they would just, you know, um, I'm having a senior moment. Just, oh, what do you call it? You know, just, just, just record it on their phone. You know, they, they just like a, made like the, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. So actually, I mean, it came, it, I thought it came out pretty well, but what I didn't realize is either the, even though we were like, I don't know, probably 12 or more feet apart to make sure I was pantomiming exactly there about two or three times that it picked up my voice. I sang just a tiny bit. So there are a few times on the demo and not most people don't pick that up, but sometimes people do. And so the question is, is there a way for me, number one, to just, go back and slice those tiny little things or do I need to, or is, well, how do I just, what do I do to just take the, go back and just get the original voice without that and just put it together with the scenery or do I have to do the whole thing over again? Yeah. So is this a demo that you recorded with like, um, is it like an iPhone, like in the middle of the room kind of thing? Yeah, they had an iPhone and I had an iPhone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's going to be tricky to do much with that in terms of going in and like isolating things and cutting things out. Um, ultimately what you're talking about is like a work tape. And so that's, that's another good definition to know. A work tape is essentially like holding an iPhone in a room and playing it live in the room. You're not doing it to a, you're not doing it to a metronome. You're not using headphones. You're not miking it up and using an interface or anything like that. Like that's, that's ultimately a work tape. So really the hierarchy goes like work tape, then demo, then master. So what you're talking about, you well, would still want to go in and do like an actual demo for. And so, I mean, so even those, you know, I'm there, They've got, I mean, they're looking at me, you know, you, you're seeing a picture of me doing all this stuff. That's not, that's still not called a demo. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's a work tape. It's, it's an important part of the okay, process. That's fine. Yeah, no, you're good. Okay. So I would go in <laughs> and, you know, if it's a guitar vocal, like it can still just be a guitar vocal, but you want to just make sure that it's, you know, record, recorded individually um, it's really clean. It's the right person is singing it. It's it's a good vocal performance. It's on time. It's on tune. Um, then there's just nothing distracting about it. So um, ultimately, you want to spend a little bit of time to to do that. And so that's what we're talking about. When we're talking about actual demo production is it is pretty rare that a song that's a work tape gets cut. I mean, it's it's you know, I've, I've heard of it one in a thousand times, but, but chances are it's usually got to be a demo that sounds pretty good to, to, to get a song that's actually uh, recorded by another artist. 
Can I ask you one other question? Yeah, sure. Do you think there's any chance of, because a lot of what I do is like the old Sandy Patty kind of stuff. So do you think there's any chance of that sort of sound ever coming back? I mean, you got you to look at it in terms of like, kind of like we were talking about with Petri earlier. You got to be a little bit realistic and strategic and just think, <clears throat> um, okay, Sandy Patty was a great artist back in her day, but that sound very much has a timestamp attached to it. And so nice. when you turn on Christian radio or streaming today, it doesn't sound like that anymore. It's kind of moved on from right. that. And now there may be things you can take in it and, and have it have influenced by that, which, which is, you know, in country music, a lot of stuff is being influenced right now by nineties country. So there are like waves of it, but it's still got to sound like it was created in 2022. If, does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's, that's a great question. Great, great question. And, and oftentimes the demo is something that you may need to update over time. Like maybe you have a demo that's seven years old and you're like, Oh man, the sounds have kind of changed since then. Maybe I need to go back. If there's a song that I really believe in and it just hasn't landed yet, like maybe I need to tweak and update some of the demo sounds. Um, and oftentimes it's the demo that's like giving it a, uh, just a modern presentation. So it's, so it's competitive. Um, I got, yeah, it's a great, great questions. Ayers. I got a lot of questions in the chat. I'm going to hit really quick and then I'll pop over to Don Allen and Dave Langdon as well. Love this, love this interaction. Love these questions. Um, let's see. Just kind of scrolling through these. Christania says, could she match her pitch with an instrument and add the instrument to mask her unwanted vocals? Probably not. If for the sake of what we're talking about here, you, you'd want to actually go and just start something from scratch. Um, Joy Dames is super helpful. Do you ever suggest an indie or two indies send a partial demo, like a chorus and verse to an artist to see if they want to finish it together? Yeah, I, I do that a lot, actually. Um, feels like the artists want to be involved in writing their own songs. I feel like that even though I'm just kind of aspiring, even if it's not in the genre I'd sing, i.e. a chorus for a country song that feels really good. Yeah, 100%. For sure. That can be, I mean, I've even done the thing where like I've written a full song with writers and then I, I'll, I'll print a version of it that's like just a verse chorus and then like the instrumental for the rest of the track and then we'll send that to somebody or I'll, I'll play that in a session so that it feels like there's a kind of room for, for something to be added to. Um, I've done that. I did that actually... Uh, with Mia Fields a good bit years ago when we first we first started out and that turned into quite a few uh cuts with you know Francesca Battistelli and several other artists actually that song uh he knows my name was that we 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 had basically recorded a verse chorus um and sent it to I think I sent it to Josh Bailey first who was her A&R at the time and he lo he like liked it for her and then he was like you should play that for her and then we brought her in and she finished it with us but but yes that's that's absolutely uh very a very viable strategy too um carolyn says airs when you get your new audio demo done i'm happy to show you how to split the audio off from your video and then add the new audio that's awesome thank you thank you carolyn that's super helpful um okay brian bailey's saying how do you use flex pitch and pitch correction in logic um so basically well here let me see it's been a while since i've done this in logic i actually did a a, a whole tutorial 
on this on YouTube and I'm going to grab the video and paste it in the chat. So you can literally just watch exactly how I do it. This was a song. Actually, it's a song that's funny enough. It's coming out or it came out today with uh, Sam Tenez called can't take me anywhere. And I did this several months ago when, when we wrote the song. I'm trying to find our YouTube channel. Bear with me for one second. Um, funny story about this song. I actually wrote the chorus while I was sitting in a dentist chair getting my teeth drilled. And it was kind of like a, we were going for this sort of post-punk pop thing. And so we had the demo called Blink-182 first. So, <laughs> so this was kind of our, what came out of that. Okay, so here's how to mix mix and edit vocals. This is this is a bit of a two part. Hey guys, um, welcome to this video on how to edit video. and mix These are vocals kind of longer and videos, but I would recommend now if you haven't already seen our video these. on how to record vocals, be sure to check that out. The vocal that we'll be working on in this video today uh, is, is the one the that I'm recording in here. that video. So if you're interested, the yeah, link Dave is Lang right says, here. Nothing like an inspired but dentist chair. That, uh, that switch <laughs> no clue, but it. that's for whatever reason. And then, so yeah, the, the game structure is going to be a like, really wow, key component. So in, many people overlooked it. It's not, a, it's not a, a hard a thing to do. You just want it like so that your vocal levels are somewhere And then I showed it to Sam and he loved it and we finished it. Between that minus 12. And yeah, that's that's out today. But yeah, Brian, I would definitely go go watch those because that's I did I did those all in Logic just to show that you can kind of do it in the box without buying and spending a ton of money on extra outside plugins and stuff. So, um, Cam says, can you purchase a gated mic for home use? I have a Shure SM58. My inhalations sound terrible. How much are they? Um, this is a great question, Kim. I actually don't really use gates at all. I just go in and I I will physically cut out the breaths in the waveform. And, and all the dead space, because it's just going to like to compress an EQ, a vocal, the way that it needs to be to sound up front. You're just going to have tons of hits. Like even if you're using a really expensive mic, a really nice mic, it's still going to be noisy. So I go in and I cut out the dead space in between every single, uh, you know, line. And, and many times I'll cut out the breaths as well, too. So there really, it's not, it's not, it's not a matter of the mic you're using. It's just, it's a matter of the editing that you need to do on the back end. Um, okay, let me open it up to some of those who have had their hands up for some time now. Uh, Don Bailey, let's go over to you, Don. If you don't mind unmuting yourself. Yeah, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I got you now. Okay. Uh, my my big question is most of the uh, professional uh, demos that I've had produced are uh, contract for hire, where the artists did not allow me to uh, disclose their name because maybe they're pretty well known. Uh, my problem is when I went to uh, DistroKid to have it distributed, I put it up and uh, I put up pics originally under, it was called Another Man. And uh, I had the, the uh, song taken down by uh, Songfinch for claiming that I was uh, not giving the artist, one of their contracted artists, who was also my producer, uh, credit for the song. But I had done that through Disco Kid, but it didn't show up in, uh, it just had my picture and I had lyrics by me. I didn't claim 
to be the artist. So how do you, now I've been very reluctant to put any songs back out. I've got 10 songs produced, but I've been very reluctant to put anything back out on social media for fear of the same, I don't want to get taken down again. How do you disclose or not disclose an artist that did the song for you on social media? Yeah, I, that, that's something you kind of have to talk to them. Whoever is doing the demo for you, you have to really just make sure that they are agreeable on the front end. Just what's what's your purpose with this? Like, is this a is this 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 is actually perfect because this is what we were talking about at the beginning. Is this for demo purposes or is this for actual like releasing it uh, through DistroKid to the world purposes? Because those are two different things. So is that a, is that a conversation you've had with all of these on the front end? Yeah, I, they've given me permission to promote the song using their name. Like, I, I could have told Kenley that uh, my producer's name on that had he asked. Uh, but uh, if I just want to put it out, release it, I don't have permission to do that. So. You, that, that's something you need to get very explicit permission from that person on the front end to do because it it is two different things when you're just kind of trying to promote a song like whether that's just playing it for a publisher or trying to get somebody to listen to it to potentially record it but once once you actually go to distribute it because that's when a song actually starts making revenue and it starts to be attached to um like on Spotify, for instance, if you go to somebody's Spotify profile, uh, the first things that show up at the top are all their top songs. And let's say you had a top song um, that, that did really well on Spotify that had a certain featured artist on it, but it wasn't necessarily what they wanted their main brand to be. It would still show up on the front page of their Spotify page. So artists have to be very selective. And sometimes um, you can get around it by using like another demo name or like a, 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 a fake name or a stage name or a pen name or a moniker. And so that's where you can just talk to artists uh, or um, the, the demo producers and ask them, hey, would you be open to me releasing this, um, you know, even if it was under an alias or a fake name or something like that, just because I want to get the song out there. So it is something that you do need to talk about on the front end. And, and many of the times they'll be fine with it, but there are, there are cases where um, they won't want it released commercially. It's more just for demo purposes. So you kind of just have to do your due diligence on the front end with that. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, still kind of difficult. Even if you, so if that's legal to use a fake name. Yeah. If, if the artist signs off on it and it's part of their, I mean, you, you, you couldn't just do it without their permission, but you know, if the artist is fine with having their, their voice out on something commercially, but doesn't necessarily want it to be like attached to their main profile. Right. And many times they'll have like a, a an alternate a, a moniker like my friend sam tenez who i talked about who just released that song today he probably has five other artist names just for different okay. types of sounds that he's a part of you know okay so, so you you basically get that name from the artist um yes yeah it's something that you would have to discuss with them on, on the front end i mean it's it's like Again, you 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 kind of it goes back to what's the original intent of hiring them? Is it is it to to release something commercially, and 
if that's the case, then you kind of just need to have those conversations individually with each of them to say, would you be okay with this coming out under your main artist name? Or would you be okay with it coming out under a moniker of some sort? And, and at that point that they'll, they'll have, they'll, they'll have to be the one that kind of comes up with whatever that thing is. One other question tied directly to that. I have had other uh, producers that want to do a split 50-50, but at the same time, they don't want me to use their name. So when you go and register the song with like DistroKid or someone or BMI, they ask you who the artist is for sharing royalties. Uh, you have to put that person's name down. Yeah, so... Um... What you're talking about, I guess, would be not so there's there's three things that you would put down. You would put the um, and let me just actually pull up Spotify just so I can even show this as an example. When you go to Spotify and you go to any song, there's going to be a let's just go to High Valley. Um, there's going to be on any song if you if you click on like the, the credits there is a performed by, so that's where, that's the actual artist. And that's where you would put in like a feature artist name. There's the written by, which is the songwriters. And then there's the produced by. So anytime that you are either co-writing something with somebody or having it produced by somebody, you would put it in the credits, but this is not who performed it. So it's, it's three different categories. So there's your songwriter, there's your producer, and there's your actual performer. Well, what if the producer and the performer are the same? Then you 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 would have to get their permission to release it with them as a performer name because that's where it links back to their to their um, like here. Let me give you an example. Country music, girls and trucks. This has a feature artist. It's Granger Smith. So on this page on grain like this song would show up on granger smith's page because he is a um he's one of the performers on it where it says performed by he's not a writer or a producer um so it it's it's ultimately the performed by is what you kind of want to you want to have that conversation on the front end like if you hire a producer to produce a track and you know it's not him singing you can do really whatever you want with it but if it is them singing then you need that. That's where you have to have those conversations of, okay, well, is this, is this somebody who's actually like willing to be listed as a performing artist on it? Or are they just wanting like production credit? Does, does that make sense? Yeah, pretty much. Almost every one of these songs that I've contracted for, they've given me full hundred percent publishing rights. So does that change anything? Not in terms of being able to use their name. Um, it just means that you wrote the song. It was a work for hire where they recorded a demo for you for that song. One option, if you're running into problems, um, would be to go on like air gigs or soundbetter.com. And you could always find somebody to like re-record the vocal if they don't want to have their name attached to it as a um, performing artist. So to speak. I just did that. Okay. <laughs> just, well, there, yeah. yeah, I got I got a song coming out next week. I just did that with Air Gigs. There you go. That's and that's that's oftentimes the answer. So, but really at the end of the day, you know, it's 
I'm sure it's frustrating in the moment because you've spent this money on these songs and you want to get these songs out there. Why can't it just be that simple? Um, but it is having those conversations just as much as clear as you can on the front end that um, how are you willing to be credited on this, basically? Like, do you, do you want to be listed as a performing artist? If not, what are the other options? You know? Okay. I thank you. Yeah. Thank, that's a great question, Don. And I hope... Hope that was helpful for uh, for everybody else listening as well, because I we've been asked those things a lot, and it's it's not the type of stuff that you learn if you go read a like a music business book or if you attend music business in college. Like that's it, it's not exactly black and white. It's it's a kind of a gray, um, it's kind of a gray area, and it's it's like case by case basis, and that's where the relationship side is so important. Mm -hmm. So great question from Don. Um, we got two hands raised, uh, been raised for a while. Let's go over to Alan Baker. Hi, Seth. How are you? Good morning. Good. How are you? Man, real good, real good. Uh, so just a quick question on, you know, creating demos, that kind of thing. Um, what do you recommend as far as automated instrumentation, plugins, things like that? Um, unfortunately, you know, some of us can't play 14 different instruments like Dave Langdon and some of these other very talented people. And, uh, <laughs> um, a lot of the stuff that I'm generating, uh, you know, I'm having to generate through, I mean, I got a little MIDI Alesis keyboard, things like that. Um, I, you know, I fall back to band in a box and things, things like that, that will auto generate some tracks for me. Do you have recommendations of other things so that I can expand my sounds a little bit and, you know, possibly create some other instrumentation? Yeah. Um, are you familiar? Do you use Pro Tools or what do you use? Well, I'm on GarageBand right now, but I'm thinking about jumping to Logic and just crossing over to that. So yeah, I would I would jump to either Logic or Pro Tools or one of those where it's just you can do you can do a lot more with it. Mm -hmm. um, so to begin with, I mean, even just getting Logic, you'll it will open you up to a whole new level of like sounds and and they they have what they call Apple Loops. Mm -hmm. And so those are those things over on the right side. You can drag yep. them in. They, they conform by pitch and tempo and time. And GarageBand has a lot of that too, but yep. Logic has a whole host of more of them. Oh, okay. Um, there's one that I use all the time and a lot of other friends of mine use it. Are you familiar with Arcade? Uh, I'm not, but I'll get familiar with it. Yeah, so it's by um, Output. Um, Output is the, the company and the, the, the plugin is called Arcade. Is it spelled A-R-C-A-D-E or? Yeah, and you can go through and it's, they have samples where you can just play it on a keyboard, but they also have a lot of loops too. Like um, if you search Nashville, for instance, like that's where a lot of the country stuff is. And so they'll have like fiddle licks by, and you can change the tempo, you can change the key. There's steel guitar licks, there's acoustic licks, there's drum loops. Um, that one's really amazing, Output Arcade. Um, another really good one that I'd recommend for guitar is, um, session guitarists yeah. by, native, by native instruments. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. I, yeah. I've, I've dabbled with the native instrument stuff just a little bit, but yeah. haven't gotten very proficient with it yet, but yeah. I would definitely get session guitarists. They make an electric and they, and they make acoustics. Mm -hmm. Those are just a game changer. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'll use them a lot. Like I play guitar, but they, they just sound really good and oftentimes I can come up with weird little voicings on them that, that I wouldn't be able to on the guitar anyway. Right. Um, right. For drums and stuff, I would, I, I love um, using splice. Do you ever use splice? 
I'm familiar with it, but I haven't used it. I've, I've seen it and, and watched a couple of YouTubes on it. And Yeah. So in Splice, you can f- find pretty much any type of loop, drum loop, drum sound, synth loop, guitar loop, and it'll tell you what tempo it is. And then you can just temp time shift it in logic. Mm-hmm. Um, so those would be my three um, okay. kind of get you going recommendations is yeah. yeah, obviously get logic. Number one, number two, arcade number three native instruments session guitarist and then four i guess it's four things splice okay yeah great great insight thanks for the recommendations for sure um and dave langdon we'll end up with dave langdon here all right thanks seth uh this would be a good transition here because i i use arcade and um i also use loop masters similar to splice but it's always hard to find things that work with CCM that have that kind of vibe. You know, they got all, all these other kind of modern genres, but I'm looking for stuff. So, you know, I'm trying to work on my speed with making those uh, like that have sounds or, or there are sound packs that you can buy or logic templates for, for CCM that can kind of speed things up, you know, anything that you would recommend along, you know, there's, or even producer packs or MIDI packs. I know there's so many things out there like that. Um, but, you know, you got to kind of sort through the stuff that's actually good. So are the things that you would recommend that would help speed things up a little bit? Yeah. Um, for CCM sound design, um, I'm trying to think of what I would like go to just because it does change so much. Um, at one point, um, and it probably still is this way, but like, there's a company called that sound Then you, you're probably familiar with it. They have dr- a lot of drum samples and drum loops. A lot of that is kind of the sound of Christian radio drums because they just use those big, huge kicks and snares, big toms. A lot of the Paul Mayberry pack works really well for that. Um, Claps and stomps, a lot of the stuff from like uh, that sound, the mammoth pack is kind of super distorted, like Imagine Dragons-y type stuff. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of like organic. So it's 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 kind of like if, if I'm doing a CCM thing, I'll, 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 I'll probably end up playing in a lot more instruments than I would just like loading in samples and loops and stuff like playing in a, a, a guitar part or playing in a keyboard part for guitar. It's a lot of, you know, cleanish guitar with like lots of delay, lots of reverb. I'll use the CLA guitar thing a lot. I'll use Valhalla a ton. Valhalla reverb can make some, something sound kind of CCM ish. If you're using it, not too, too much. Um, i trying to think other things for, for CCM because it's such a wide, um, genre gap but in terms of like the ccm producers that i know and in and, and my stuff in the past it's just been like a hodgepodge of i like this sample from splice and then i, I played this thing in and then so there's not really like a template per se um but what you're saying has got my wheels spinning and maybe it's something that me and x can kind of work on and we can put put a few things few, few different things together um for that, would, you to that would be awesome yeah. you going because it, it's it, it's not really it's not really out there it kind of is like each each producer kind of has just made their own um sort of go-tos right yeah 
So it's a All great, right. great question. Um, Hey, this is awesome. This is forked off into all sorts of different directions that I did not expect, but um, I hope this helps you guys uh, as you're in the process of stepping your demos forward and and helping you um, just you didn't even know what to do with them. And like, what's a demo? What's a work take? What's a master? So uh, I love it. I love the interaction. And if you guys have any questions at all, feel free, um, post them in Song Chasers in the community. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing what y'all come up with and how you improve your demos this month. So appreciate y'all and uh, have a great, great weekend. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Made It in Music podcast. In addition to this episode, we also recorded a Q&A session where some of the songwriters in our Song Chasers community were able to ask their own questions. We'll release that episode shortly after this one. Make sure to check out other episodes of the Made It Music podcast. We have well over 100 interviews with some of the top music industry pros, many here in Nashville and many from all over the world. Subscribe to make sure that you automatically get future episodes and leave us a review if you loved it. It would really help us out. Or send an email to support at fullcirclemusic.com if you have ideas for how we can improve the show. If you would like to become a Song Chasers member and attend these training sessions live, head over to joinsongchasers.com to learn more. You also get additional exclusive trainings from Seth Mosley, you get our Track Suite Pro software, you get song reviews from me and my team, and you get access to a custom social media network we created exclusively for songwriters and musicians. There's nothing else like it on the internet. Go to joinsongchasers.com to learn how to join and check out madeitmusic.com for more content and episodes from this podcast. See you in the next episode.